We welcome our seventh and final of the front runners in the Toronto mayoralty race to studio, Olivia Chow. It's nice to see you again. Good morning. The newest polls seem to suggest two things. Uh, one of them is that you continue to be the front runner. Um, do you take any comfort in that? Are you counting your chickens? Uh, no. I <laughs> um, too early to count chickens. Uh, and, uh, no, I continue to uh, connect with uh, folks. Uh, this is the Pride weekend, so tonight, Saturday and Sunday, I am going to be out in the village and talking about the importance of making life affordable uh, because it's really hard to live in the city because the rent is so high and right. TDC services not the best. Um, the other thing I think that we can take away from the polls this morning would be it seems Anna Bailao has pulled ahead in the second place. That would allow some people who would oppose your uh, candidacy to coalesce around a single candidate. Does it change the landscape? I don't think so because uh, there are people that really support other candidates and uh, so you could look at different newspaper, you can look at who is endorsing whom and um, I think people are beginning to think wait a second, we need a city hall that really work for us. Do, who, who is the best candidate? And I hope they pick me and still by far most people are saying hey uh, Olivia gets it she has the experience and maybe she would be the best choice I I hope that's the case I'm sure you were not expecting an endorsement from the Toronto Sun but <laughs> no hail the chief in, yes yes in their editorial <laughs> endorsement of Mark Saunders today they write about you we respect mayoral frontrunner Olivia Chow a former Metro and City Councilor federal NDP MP who ran for Toronto mayor in 2014 uh, on unsuccessfully. Here's the takeaway though, because you mentioned affordability. We believe her tax and spend philosophy is wrong for our times and bad for our city when everybody is hurting from high living costs, which will only escalate under Chow when it comes to property taxes. What do you say to that? I'm hearing oh, every day sad stories or, or stories that are slightly hopeful, but really a sense of, oh my gosh, my rent is so high. And this is the result of a decade of the government walking away from building any housing. And you're seeing it on the streets. You're seeing the massive homelessness that our people are suffering. There are seniors that are living in quiet desperation, just scared, because they just got noticed that their building that they've been in for 30 years are being renovated and they are facing eviction. So we have to, as a city, build housing. And because we used to do that, we did 32,000 units of housing in the times that I was at City Hall. And we have to start doing that again, because if not, um, we can move people from parks to parks and we could do any number of things, but it doesn't solve right. the problem. Okay, but so, I come back to taxes. Tax and spend, that, is, yeah. that, is, that is the cost of living as well. And uh, oh, yes, of course. It's a lock that you, you're going to raise taxes. You're not the only candidate who admitted that, mm -hmm. but by how much? Well, 
uh, a modest amount. And I What's modest? Uh, well, I don't want to just pick a number from thin air because... Give me a ceiling. It, well, we need no to... No more than... <laughs> Did, did John Tory tell you that he was going to... He just had a, a No, no, but I objected in, in, when that happened, too. Well, yeah, but in the last election, that was just like last October or something like that. Yeah. He didn't say he was going to have a 7% tax increase. So the way that he, um, other folks, um, that the way they did the budget for the last 10 years has re- is backwards. has resulted in TDC service declining. We have a 1.5% billion dollar budget hole. You know why it's backwards? Because they just pick a number and then what do they do? Then they try to stuff all the services in, in it. So I want to do a people first budget. Ask folks in Toronto what do you need. Right. Then put it together and then look at other source of revenue. Okay, but why not contain spending and say, okay, we're going to have to balance this out somewhere. Maybe we do run a few less buses, but I can. there's only so much I can tax. Well, but property tax is only 30% of the city's budget. The rest of it is there are other revenue sources. Right, but John, we go begging to the government. No, 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 not just that. That's one thing, you know, yeah. begging. We don't want to beg. We don't want to humiliate ourselves. We need a new deal that grows, uh, revenue that grows with the economy. No, forget about the, the yearly begging exercise. Just humiliating. We're the biggest city in the country. Economic engine. But um, th- I don't think you and I are the ones that would go buy a home that is very expensive. I call it a mansion tax. A home, when you buy a new home, if you it's more than $3 million, say $5, $10, million, you pay a bit more. And those people that buy that right. kind of houses can pay a bit more. But that's a special assessment. We're still talking about raising property taxes. Yeah, yeah but that, that generates yeah. um, 36%. That's about 1% okay. of property tax. Okay, And then there's the vacancy. There's There are, there are people land speculators buy up a building evict everybody and wait for the right time to build and leave the place vacant in the middle of housing crisis no you pay a vacancy tax it's going to be three percent that will generate 43 million that's another there's more than one percent there right because okay. property tax so you're going well, after the fat cat and monopoly well, yeah. well that's your word that's your no, <laughs> fat cat yeah the people that target. actually they, they have the money right it's the two percent of people that buy the housing they have the money they can afford to pay more because people ordinary folks are struggling and we want to lift them up to because look look at the food bank if you ask some of the people in the food bank it's not what you think they are they are business people where their, their business has gone bankrupt they are families a third of them are children my god children should not be subjected to begging for food and food bank here is a key question for you we are going to have to get money out of the province you're going to have to do business with doug ford he didn't just endorse mark saunders he painted a picture of toronto under olivia chow as mayor as an episode of the last of us Take a deep breath, relax, it'll all be fine. We're in the middle of a campaign. That's what they say before they put you to sleep. <laughs> but Mr. Ford, the day before, said that, oh, whoever gets elected will will find common ground. Look, the premier said he's for the people. He'll get things done. All right, the people are going to say to him, we need your involvement. We need the province of Ontario. We need the government to come and join us to help us 
out. And I think he'll listen to the So you can do business with him. Absolutely. We'll find the common ground that he's talking about and we'll share experience, how we love the city and what we can do together. I am sure. I have done that with Mr. Harper's conservative, whether it's John Bear or Jason Kenney. I saw John recently at an event. We were reminiscing of uh, one of the projects we did together, which was the saving the Nahani River headwater that became a national park. And Mr. Harper went down there and did a big press conference, right? I was pushing him very hard to do just that. And we were able to save a, uh, a beautiful river of this country. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you. Olivia Chow would be mayor of Toronto. Election Day, as everybody knows by now, is Monday.